Welcome to the More Than More podcast, where we discuss building meaningful, impactful businesses, careers, and lives through real estate. Oh boy, here we are. Hello. Tammy's got a big grin on her face. <laughs> Man, I feel rusty. I uh, I haven't sat in this room for cheaper three or four weeks. So yeah, you've been on vacation. So wow. welcome to Trip. the first in a while. More than more podcast. Tammy Hicks is with us. Whoop, whoop. Hello. She's mostly excited. Man, it's just funny to watch people nervous. squirm. Some of the most confident people in the world, you stick them in a room with a giant microphone in front of their face, and all of a sudden they're timid. It's yeah. ridiculous. Butterflies in the stomach. Well, thank you for joining us. You just stepped out of a new construction course, right? How'd that go? Yes. Good. Good. Yeah, it was good to hear directly from a few different builders and yeah, good information. Um, well, Tammy, I, uh, this is going to be a fun conversation. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, Tammy is the, most of you don't know this, I guess, but if you're around, if you've been around a long time here, you would know that Tammy, what do I call you? The, the, can I say older sister? Is that a, is that? That's fine. Not, okay, that's acceptable. The older sister. That sis- means you're the younger brother. Well, I guess in a way I, I was. <laughs> you're the older sister who taught me, I was going to say everything I know about real estate, but more like the fundamentals, right? Like you taught me the, the ba- you taught me how to reset the internet. <laughs> Go to the back, back, back. Many, many times to log into Outlook. <laughs> Outlook. I think that's what we used back yeah, then. Yeah, we did. <clears throat> so for anyone that doesn't know, when I started real estate, Tammy, well, we'll talk about this, but you were the, what were you at that time? You were like the accountant slash TC. You weren't the broker, I believe, at that point. What year did you start? Two thousand like three. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't get my broker's license till two thousand five when Joe bought the company. That's right. So yeah, I was the office manager slash accountant slash transaction coordinator slash internet resetter. <laughs> IT. Yeah. <laughs> person, I which rem- I can't do anymore. Um, no, no one here knows how to <laughs> reset the internet <laughs> anymore. We've moved well beyond that. Yes. Um, so yeah, this will be a, a fun conversation because we've got a lot of years of history together. Yeah. Um, how many years of history? When I remember first meeting you on the drive in Roger Wheeler's driveway in Huxley. Do you remember that day? No. Ro- okay. I, Which I, house? The acreage? Uh, the one in the cul-de-sac. Oh, Porchlight Drive. I was hanging out with Roger. I don't think I was licensed yet. I think I was just, he was maybe going to bring me on as an intern to do some work for him. And uh, you, for some reason, were at their house coming out of their home. I don't know what you were doing there. I just remember meeting you. And he said, oh, yeah, this is, I didn't know what a broker really was, I guess. (laughs) But uh, I met Tammy the broker. No, I guess I didn't know what I would have met. Yeah. So I remember that day. I'm very saddened that you don't remember me. (laughs) I don't remember it at all. I made a great impression. <laughs> my impressions you on you came mind. later. So I I, uh, I actually did. I, I wrote here, the bottle story. I'm going to get this out of the way. Oh. <laughs> I, I know you told the story This yesterday. is a long time after that, though. Yeah, but I feel like it, it's a good place to start because the bottle story, to, to me, defines the... Um, the visceral nature of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Some of you know the bottle story. <laughs> so the bottle story is... Um, we were in a team meeting, uh, in 
The old office. The old Ames office. Are you going to say what I actually said wrong here? or Do you want me to? I, I, I don't I, know if I can. I don't remember. I don't know that I can specify word for word, but we are in the, the old Ames office. Before we did all the remodel and had the big, we had that little kind of team room that we had that kind of had a weird little setup. In the back corner. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And um, with all sorts of weird doors that, I mean, that, that office was weird. Yeah. Duct taped together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, after the meeting, I was asking you a question about something that had to do with the MLS committee meeting. And um, you said something to the effect of, well, the way you say something and the way I say something are very different. Uh, and it was very, uh, well, I took it very condescendingly. Uh, it probably prob- was <laughs> at the time. <laughs> and uh, so I was, and I, and I was going through some uh, thyroid hormonal mm. things at that time as well. And so I was pretty ticked off by what you said. And so I had a big old smart water bottle in my hand that was I mean, about half full. I don't know full. what a smart water bottle is. It's one of those taller ones that, just but, a taller one. Okay. And yeah, I had that in my hand. I got mad and I walked out and uh, walked out to outside and I threw the bottle on the f- ground as hard as I could and it bounced up and dented my car. <laughs> Which I believe, if I recall, was a company car. No, that wasn't one wasn't. This wasn't. No, that one wasn't. That was probably the first <clears throat> one. That and wasn't. you immediately what, thought to yourself, darn it, the universe is siding with Dylan on this one? Or, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did think God was trying to te- teach me a lesson, though. Mm-hmm. So about not getting angry. Okay. So easily. And that's not the only time I've made you angry in the almost 20 years of our history, right? Uh, probably not. Can yeah. you believe that? We've known each other almost 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I'm feeling old. Yeah. Um. Okay, well, the bottle story is out of the way. We, yeah, we, <laughs> you joked earlier, am I going to bring up, or are you going to bring up that we didn't always get along? Tammy and I, for the record, did not always get along. <laughs> this is truth. I think that's the older, bro- older sister, younger brother thing that we had. Yeah. You've, um, you've grown up a lot, though. Thank you so much. <laughs> <clears throat> no, I think I really have, though. I think uh, yours with people and figuring out, well, I was young when I started, yes. too. Yeah. I think it was in my early 20s. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, thank you for helping me grow up, Tammy. <laughs> You're welcome. Mm. Me too. I've probably grown up some too. So for more reference, then you are, I think everyone got to see you uh, on Friday evening as yes. the previous Signature Award winner. Yes. Handing over the Signature Award. I was told Just, that yeah. it was dangerous to bring you on stage because you probably didn't want to be there. Yeah. How, how was that for you? It was fine. You did, did well. Yeah, it was fine. Um, that was fun to be a part of. I didn't know what I was going to say. That's always my... Well, did you know you were coming up? Uh, I Yes, I did know I had to hand the award over. Um, and so that was fine. But that, I just that, didn't know exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> so I did wing it a little, I think which makes me nervous. a better way to do it, actually. Yeah. It's either going to be fully scripted and you read it, or it's got to be completely ad-lib. But if you're like partially scripted, that's where I screw things up really bad. Yeah, probably me too. Well, thanks for doing that. Congratulations on being lost. You're a signature award winner. Thanks. <clears throat> and uh, how was 21 for you? I, I, I looked at your numbers here. You sold about, what, almost $11.5 million in real estate? Yeah, something like that. I don't look too closely at that stuff. Numbers uh, not your thing? No, I've always been more transaction-based. So Units. Units, yeah. How many did you sell um, last year? 48 or something right around that. So I usually have a goal of doing five a month. 
which would be 60, but so I don't always hit that, but, um, but that's where I'm comfortable and uh, that's about the, as busy as I want to be at this moment. Yeah, I'd like to dig into that because you're yeah. in an interesting <laughs> chapter. <coughs> I am, yeah. Well, we've, we've been doing this a while now and so we've got a lot of agents maturing in their business and, and phase of life and building businesses that are, I mean, we're not like running autopilot or anything like that, but you're liberated to go do a lot of things that you've worked really, really hard to be able to go do, right? Right, yeah. So yep. it'll be fun. Yeah. I, uh, I also think of you as the, so you're the, the uh, I said the OG. Can you say OG? <laughs> the sure. C21 OG, yeah. which is, is that original gangster? I think it yes. is. Yes, okay. yes, that's what that means. So I think there's lots to learn from you in that regard, just because you've got a ton of perspective over the years uh, of the inner workings of our team and our culture and how things have changed over the years. And Yeah, maybe back, back when it was all on paper. It was all on paper. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's unfortunate that a lot of our newer agents haven't got to experience some of the growth over the years and right, our yeah. roots because it, it certainly helps. But yeah, you've, you've kind of helped build C21 from the ground up. I mean, yeah. other than Max Smith, who was the original broker. Correct. And, uh, but I mean, that's, that was more just uh, a title, right? I know yeah. that he did a lot of work. <laughs> he did. He did. You've but. really been at the beginnings of C21 and everything that we are today, you've been along for the ride and a yeah. part of building. Yeah. Some part of it. More some years, less other years. Well, a lot more in yeah. the early years, right? Yeah. yeah. You've kind of focused on your business for a while now. So, okay, let's, um, we've got Tammy, the OG that <laughs> likes me better today than she used to. <laughs> um, and there are water bottles all around the room. So I'm going to tread lightly. <laughs> I won't throw any water bottles today. So take us back real quick. Let's do the history thing. I've really enjoyed okay. doing this with people. What was, uh, wh where are you from? Ames. You grew up in Ames. I did. Yeah. Oh. My dad was a professor at Iowa State and uh, we moved there when I was like two weeks old. So hmm. grew up in Ames. And, and uh, before real estate, did you have a previous like career? Uh, I worked in property management for Dixon Jensen. Uh, and, uh, while I was there working, uh, I was also managing, the uh, Huxley Plaza, Ballard Plaza. That oh yeah. I was helping to manage that. He built that or? Uh, they bought it at some point. Got it. Um, but in the process of that, uh, Dixon and Roger were going to start a real estate company and wanted to see if I wanted to get my real estate license. So they, it's they kind of a no brainer. Recruited they, you in. Yeah. Yeah. I remember those days. Roger was, uh, he was an inviter. Yeah. Like he would go to all sorts of people and be like, hey, you should be in real estate. Yeah. We don't do that these days. Yeah. Yeah. Not feel, as often. <laughs> I feel like we should. Well, maybe in the team space, we're doing that yeah. more. Yeah. So Roger invites you in and what's your first uh, gig? Was it to get licensed or was it to be in an administrative capacity or? Um, get licensed and be administrative. Um, and I mean, I managed the office and um, at that time, what, you know, when we first started, it was in the Ballard Plaza in Huxley yeah. uh, as Jensen Realty. And Interesting place to start. It was like a town of 2,000 people. Yeah. <laughs> why, do you know why they started it there? Uh, because they, I mean, they own the building. They have the space. Were they uh, doing most of their business in Huxley or was it in Ames? It was all over. Um, I mean, Roger was living in Huxley and so mm. obviously he knew a lot of people. And so it, it made sense at the time. And so it wasn't long after that that uh, 
you know, Dixon was too busy with the golf course that he was building and uh, Roger was focused on the real estate. And so they kind of split that up that way. And then that's crazy. Dixon's building the harvester back then. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And then it wasn't long after that, even that we moved to the Ames office on the corner of South Duff and was this the old foot, foot and ankle doctor space or what was it before? Before us? Yeah. Um, I don't remember. Okay. It was a Century 21 because we bought it from Oh, I forgot this. Yeah. It was across from where Pizza Hut was. Oh, that's way. Where Chipotle is now. Okay. This is before my time, but yeah. I do remember that part of the story. Yeah. That part of town has changed drastically. Yes. So none of those buildings stand anymore. No, they're all different. Which is a good thing. Yeah. Ames could use a cleanup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The building we were in would flood every time there was a major flood in Ames. So I think it's super cool what they're doing with the river. Yes. Like clearing out all those trees yeah. and. Yeah. Flood management. Yep. Um, okay. So what, what do you, I mean, talk me through the first year. Are you working part time? Are you selling? Are you, what are you doing? Um, I was working full time. And so I was doing some property management still uh, for those apartments that were right there that they owned as well. Uh, I was managing the office. I was not selling a ton, um, but I would help with deals that were coming together. Mm. So, yeah. So keep going. So how does that progress? Um, I, I mean, it progressed as we added more agents. I became more of an office manager, more of a accountant. I was, I've always been good with numbers, so that was an easy transition, I guess. Did you have an um, accounting background? No, I didn't. What did you um, do in school? Marketing. Okay. Uh, but I've always liked numbers and been good at it. So I did marketing um, and I hate numbers. So <laughs> and this is why we got along so well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, as time went on, I just became more and more busy with the office stuff. I think um, I continued to be licensed and continued to help uh, with deals as they needed help. I would show properties for uh, Roger if he needed um, I had a few transactions throughout those years myself. You're, you're in your 20s now. This is the early mm-hmm. 2000s. Um, yes. I got licensed in 98. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, early 2000s. Um, MLS at that point is internet-based or it's a book-based? It's a book. It was book when I started and it okay. became internet-based a few years later. Um, yeah. I yeah, we would get faxes with listings the new listings like on a daily basis yes and then you would add them to the book (laughs) yes this is bizarre (laughs) yes i remember the digital camera there was one digital digital camera camera in the office it had like i mean it wasn't even a mega right it was like a oh no it was a little tiny i don't think it had one megapixel i think it was some oh probably i I think it would be a joke yes what what it was but the screen was as large as a I don't know, like a, a bottle cap. Yeah, it wasn't very big. <laughs> and we had to like reserve it to take it out and take yeah. photos. And at some point there was tape on it, keeping the battery in. I remember that. We were we were high tech. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was high tech back then. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yes. so that progresses. I guess just keep going. I'm interested to hear it from your shoes. So at some point then there's another move. Like I remember being around when For Roger them. moved to South 16th Street. Yeah. It was like yeah. an opening party. Yeah, we moved to South 16th Street. I guess I don't remember what year that was. Um, but it was before 
It was. It's got to be right around the time that Joe was buying the company. It, it'd be like See, one or one or two, two thousand one or two, because I'm just getting to know Roger, and I'm still wrapping up college at that point. Huh. Um, because I'm not. When I came to work for Roger, you guys had been in that office for a little while. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't remember that stuff, the details of that very it's well. Like a hundred so. years ago. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> but again, uh, but yeah, I, I was more and more doing office stuff and. I mean, I built the kind of the transaction system that we had at the time. There wasn't a great internet-based product that we could use, and so I built out a Excel spreadsheet for the so the pricing thing. You mean for the um, no for the transaction part? Oh yeah, so you remember that spreadsheet? Your your magic files yes. with all of the uh, paper clips, pa- the colored, colored paper clips. You built quite a system. This yeah. was pre dot loop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was all pre dot loop. Um, but it did get us through our first ever, uh, audit with flying colors. So, um, I'll take that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, we were writing checks, um, barely printing them. Um, we were p- printing them, but it was a Excel template that we used to print checks. It's funny that you say printing. I, I remember we had a printer in the office and if multiple people printed simultaneously, it would like, cause you would put special paper up. in. Yeah, you would so you'd put your pa- preferred paper and then you'd run to your computer and print. But if somebody else printed from somewhere else, it would go in your paper. Yes. So we had a rule that once you put your paper in, you had to yell, "I'm printing!" printing. <laughs> <laughs> and then no one else was allowed to push print until you. Yeah. Yes. Holy cow! Yes, I've been doing this for a while. <laughs> well, I guess we both have. But you're several years we've, ahead. Uh, we've adjusted as we've as technology has grown. Now we're still dealing with printer codes. Yes, so yeah. Slightly different problems. Yeah. Um, that's cool. First world problems. So yeah, I get in. You're sort of the general manager of everything. Roger's the broker, and you're just you're just dabbling in sales. Then yeah, I really wasn't doing, and especially, I would say in the the year year or two before Joe bought the company and a year or two after, um, well, probably about four years after, um, I was not selling very much at mm. all. I was just doing office stuff, just doing, uh, commissions, uh, processing that kind of stuff. And so at some point in there, we hired Robin yeah, uh, and she started doing more of the closing stuff, the pending process stuff. And I was doing more of the commission and accounting stuff. You trained her up? Yes. I presume you trained yes. everybody up. <laughs> yeah, like w- one of her first days was when the auditor came for the first time. Welcome. Yes, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, she talks about that. I'm laughing at this uh, new Brooke, the new new accountant, Brooke too, we're calling yes. her. Yeah. Um, first day was that, that awards banquet. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that was a lot to take in. Yeah, yeah. Um, stories. So, so we start to grow around then. Now, Joe now has bought Century 21 yep, in Ames from... From Roger. Roger moves to Ankeny. It's another two years before I step in alongside Joe. But in the meantime, you guys are growing your thing. I, was, I, th- I thought it was 2009. Nine is when Joe and I merged. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a two and a half year gap in there. where I'm out. I'm yes. doing my own thing. Yep. Um, yeah. So I'm not sure what there is. Somewhere in there, you now are the broker. Yeah, 2005, I got the, my broker's license. Because Joe's not a broker, and Joe's never really sold real estate He just actively. got his license. Yeah. So, so you became the, the head honcho then on the technical side, right? Yeah. Yes, I guess so. And you start selling more at that point? or No, it was about 2008 where I decided, okay, I really want to okay. 
control my schedule a little bit more and uh, or try at least uh, and became an agent more than a mm-hmm. uh, office employee. Office everything. Office everything <clears throat> employee. Yeah, I mean, you've had your hands on a lot of stuff. So before we had a thing called an ASC, and before yes. we had a thing called a TC. Yes, um, it was all of those things. You were all, yeah, everything. And it was, well, I mean, there was so like it's different when you have 10 three, people, right? Yeah, three to 10 people versus, yeah, 190. Yeah, but a couple of those personalities made up for like 20 people. Well, <laughs> I'm not talking <laughs> like about yours? me. Yeah. No, <laughs> I had a specific person in mind, oh, but yes. I, won't, I won't name yeah. them. Yeah, we've seen a lot of people come and go as well, yes. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people start and, and then fail, and a lot of people build their business and move on. And yeah, it's been it's been a heck of a journey. Yeah, and staff too. Uh, I mean, we've we've had some different staff that are uh, still good friends, and uh, but they're doing something else that's more their passion now. I think of Nikki and I think of Nikki. I, I told a story about her just lost. Yes, yeah. totally. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tammy just made a, a hand symbol. N- Nikki had cut, like one of her fingers was cut she off. She was born that way. Oh, yeah. she was born that way. Yeah. So she'd missed, she was missing she was half missing of one half of her of fingers. Her middle finger. And our, so what we, was it? The cutting block? What do you yeah. call that thing? The paper cutter. The paper cutter? Had we, had a, a, we drew her hand on that with a big, you know, circle with a line through it. <laughs> Say, don't cut your finger off. <laughs> it was her idea. <laughs> I remember that to this day. Uh, Nikki she was great. our... She was like an LC, right? Like a, a listing coordinator yeah, up front. Yeah, yeah. What is today an ASC? ASC yeah. 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 There's a ton of, um, I don't know, when I reminisce like this, and I, I do it quite a bit with Anna, like we think back to early JDR days and um, yeah, it's quite, I don't know, like it's profound and impactful, the number of lives that we've um, sometimes very brief touched. moments. Yeah, yeah. We've just had a or lot of. have been touched by, yeah. It's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. I sometimes wish I had a, a list because I lose track of all these people. Yeah. Hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of people that we've been a part of their journey or a part of their life in various yeah. ways. And Do you remember like uh, uh, Ricky Boss? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So and his I wife. See him, yeah. And I see him every now and then. And uh, I'm uh, always reminded of the story of our South 16th or no, the Aspen Business Park when we left the doors open and a rat got in. Oh, and he had to kill it with a, someone to, killed it. He did. He ended up stepping on it, but it was, <laughs> it was trapped in an office. So that's always my story, but I see him regularly. Well, that's what's nice about yeah. social media. As yeah. much as it's ruined the world. Yes. <laughs> um, I am grateful to be able to keep up with certain people. Right. So Yeah. That you wouldn't otherwise see. So. Yeah. So, so, okay. You've seen a lot. You've seen a lot of people. Um, Man, you were a part of this when Dixon and Roger started it, when yeah. Joe came in and bought it, when Joe and Dylan merged together. And yep. uh, so you've seen some well, changing of yeah. the guard. Yeah, even when Joe and Roger merged back together and then uh, and then you came on, back on. <laughs> and am I am I out of line to say that what's cool is it's it's just gotten better and better and better. I mean, it's it's different, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's different. Um, and I always have struggled with change. So I think every step has been hard, uh, but good. And, you know, I remember in 2010 when Joe started talking about trying to go paperless, it took two years to get me on board. And well, I think <laughs> Joe tried to get a wireless router and it took two years to get you on board. That might've been true. I what's still don't your, like wireless. What's your quick start? Your Colby I'm quick a, start. 
I'm a seven fact finder and like a two quick start yeah. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, so you hate change. Yeah. Yeah. I need lots of information. Well, I remember him arguing with you about the, <laughs> the idea of a wireless router, which today we, we have those in all of our offices and we have those. And we still have some people that hardwire. <laughs> <laughs> some things will never change. <clears throat> um, move that bottle. Um, so how about you? Talk about your business real quick. So you've obviously worn a lot of hats. You've been a broker. You've been a, so it gave you a really cool backdrop to the inner workings of the business, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and and we had um, we had some background. Uh, well, my I met my husband through showing a property to a client. I didn't of, know that. You didn't know that. Well, I thought you met a church, but uh, no. Roger um, was working with Brent, and <clears throat> excuse me, they uh, he Brent was going to look at a fourplex. This is Brent Haverkamp, big developer and In Ames, property yeah. manager. Yeah. And Chris was actually his accountant, his controller yes. at the time. And so Chris and him were going to buy something together. Uh, and so I showed the fourplex, and that is when I met Chris. He actually says I met him one other time in the office, but I didn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I then asked a friend of mine who also worked at Haverkamp Properties who that was, and uh yeah then things through church progressed and we were in a bible study together and that was my context because yes. i mean i remember you at the office uh uh being in a phase of life where you were looking for a special <laughs> someone <clears throat> single yes yeah well and i think you were yeah you were in a chapter where you wanted someone in your world and then i remember you two at church a bunch uh because yeah. i think you always sat in front of us or something because we're creatures of habit. Yes. And uh, yeah, so I, it was fun to watch Still. that begin. And Yeah, yeah. We, you, you guys have been married, what, how many years now? Uh, it'll be 17 in May. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, so we met through through real estate. Um, and, and he had some experience already purchasing investment properties. Uh, he owned a duplex and a townhome that he rented out. An accountant by trade. An accountant by trade, yeah. yeah. Um, and... And so after we were married, we started further down that path, started buying investment properties, um, and the recession hit, um, and that actually catapulted us into more investment stuff. Explain that. A recession hits, people struggle. Somehow you're out buying more? Yeah. I mean, obviously you can buy property for pretty inexpensive during the recession, and so we did a lot of that. Uh, we sold a lot of places, or at least tried to sell a lot of places on contract or on a rent-to-own contract. Mm -hmm. uh, got several of those back uh, over a couple of years. Kept um, the deposit and maybe dealt with some damage to the property or whatever, but yeah, I yeah. mean, were those All bad investments or bad decisions? No, Looking I don't back. think any of those were bad decisions um, in the long run. Um, I, I mean, they all somebody gained else was, value yeah. uh, over time. And somebody so. else was paying the mortgage for that yeah. period of time. Yeah, and then we also flipped some houses during that time. Um, uh, he was, Chris was uh, owned Liberty Tax Service for a few years after we were married, so 2005 to 2008. Uh, then he worked for a CPA firm. Uh, we flipped some houses during that time, um, and that really helped uh, just our real estate portfolio. Uh, we bought a couple of buildings, um, bigger buildings. I mean, it was just, it's the same thing. I mean, you buy, you buy a house, 
you flip it, you rent it, you sell it, uh, and then you're able to buy something bigger. And so that was the game because <clears throat> several of those things happened. And we but the goal to, was to upsize the buildings as you as you went along. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the goal was uh, passive income, and which it still is. I mean, if if you own rent, rental real estate, that's part of your goal, and um, and so that was what we were building too, is to have a bigger passive income. Uh, from the rental real estate. So. so you're you're doing this um, uh, even even before 2009, right? Like you, you guys, it's no, because when did you guys? We had started doing that probably 2007. Okay. Um, we built a new house. Um, uh, we were going to do it just as a spec, but it didn't sell right away. That was 2007. Uh, so we actually moved into it in the fall. Uh, and it sold in the spring. Was this a building company build or? This was a, yeah. Yeah, okay. it was in the south side of Ames. And, yeah. uh, and so it sold right away in the spring. And, and so then we did something else. And so uh, we probably have done seven or eight different flip houses. Um, we've owned up to 100 different units uh, overall. Um, not just properties, but units. Um, You've owned at 100 different doors over the course of this Yes. Journey? Yeah. How many do you own today? Um, probably only 15 to 20. Okay. So you've you've gotten bigger or better properties that are with, with bigger stakes in them. Yeah, or paid them off or yeah. whatever. I mean, if they were good houses that were uh, good, rent, made good rentals, then we would keep them. And so we still have some of those. And you've been playing that game for about 17 years. Yeah. So yeah, there's there's like chapters here, right? You've got your early years where you're really administratively helping build a brokerage mm -hmm. for some yahoos that probably didn't know what they were doing <laughs> along the way. Um, throwing bottles here and there. Um, you're you're dabbling in real estate early, but yes. right away you and Chris start building your investment portfolio. Yes. And so that's like a chapter. And then there's your actual real estate business. Right. Kind yeah. of three separate things. Yeah, which I would say my real estate business really started in, in 2009. Okay. Uh, that's when I stopped being an employee and really just did real estate. Now, you know your stuff at that point. I mean, you might not know the sales part of it, but you've been selling here and there, right? Yeah, yeah. But you you know the you know the back of a what what do we call them back a HUD a HUD one sheet yeah like the back of your hand right <laughs> yes <laughs> so how was that stepping into real estate um, uh, talk me through your real estate sales journey um, it's been good I mean I, I don't think I ever struggled with that part of it I mean I had some sales experience before I started in real estate didn't you do the book sales I thing I did yes oh my gosh yeah, five years five summers. Those guys try to get me. They try to, I remember going to one of their seminars on campus. One of their meetings. They were very strategic because they would bring you in and you didn't know what the product was. Yeah. And they had like a filtering meeting where they made you want to make it to the next round. Yeah. You remember this? Yeah. And then you would get to the next round and then they would tell you what the product was and tell you that only certain people like had the opportunity to do this. And so you took, you bit, you you bit the hook. Yep, yep, yep. I took that hook, um, and I did great. You're I in, mean, you're in college when you're doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It was the summer after my freshman year. I did my first summer. I sold books in Florida. Um, door and to door. Door to door. What books? Uh, the Volume Library is what it was called. This is like a World Book Encyclopedia. Yeah, it's three or? books. It's just three three little books that is a. It's kind of like a. What do you call it? Cliff Notes 
on every subject. Okay. I mean, it's a it's a summarized thing about different topics. It's so. for three fact finders who want to sound smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and um, and I did well at it um, because I'm an I'm an extrovert uh, for the most part, and um, I like talking to people. I I don't have a problem talking to people, um, but obviously it's door-to-door sales was hard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, But I also made a lot of money. I mean, I paid for school that way. That's cool. Uh, And so I did that for five summers. um, And that really, uh, I think of Jason's word, uh, the reps. I mean, I got Got my my reps reps in. I got my reps in. You know, I I was no longer afraid to hear a no, um, you know, those types of things, you know. And so in real estate, it didn't, crossed my mind that someone wouldn't want to work with me. And if they did, it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, obviously there are some that are a big deal, but. Well, it's, it's, it feels like you had a lot going for you though. I mean, <clears throat> one thing I see with our new agents is they're so caught up, rightly so, in the fact that they don't have the first clue about the technicals. So right. like how to open a lockbox, let alone how to read it in, in today's language, a CD or. Yeah. So it's hard to have confidence even opening a conversation with someone when you don't know the next steps. Yeah. You had all the next steps down. Yes, yeah, so I did. when you opened the faucet to go start building a real estate business, you've got the technicals down. I'm not sure what the lesson is there other than that's why I'm all for apprenticeship and it's yeah. why like the idea of getting involved administratively for a while is not a terrible idea. No, and it's not a, it's not a terrible idea. And I also think, I mean, I, I remember telling people you got to just, you got to go out and look at houses. I mean, even if you don't have clients, mm. um, you getting into more doors is going to help you yeah. with your clients. That's where what's out there. Back in the day, agent tours, agent tours open houses was a yeah. good thing. Yeah. Those are all gone today. Yeah. Um, you had that going for you and it sounds like you weren't financially against the wall. Correct. Because I also see that with new agents. They get in, they have to make a sale. And so they tend to play a short game rather than a long game. Yeah. 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 We were in a good spot. Um, I didn't need to sell, but I did. And so, I mean, I had a good first year. I'd have to go back and look, but I was probably in the 10 to 15 transactions that first year um, uh, and have grown since then. Has it built every year since then? Uh, or have you every had... year, except for one or two. I mean, I was either even or slightly down. Okay. So I haven't gotten the up award every year. Well, good. Way. We don't have it anymore. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Was that a bad decision, by the way, getting rid of that? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think it's it was a good award at the time, but I think there are better awards now. Mm. So It's hard to make decisions like that. Yeah. So you've built a pretty successful business. Um uh, you would have been around on the very, very first 100 Days to Greatness that like Megan and Brandy did. Did you take that with them? No, no I was still an employee at that time. Okay. And so when they first did that, or uh, I think there was a couple of Chicago trips that they did that I did not go to. Somewhere along the line, though, you get plugged into Buffini. Yep, yep. And, and I, I did the, the bo- just the box for quite a while, and then I got into coaching about... The box is like the self-coaching where you, you get the mailings and yeah. access to the room. Self-paced. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I started coaching, I think it was 11 or 12 years ago. Um, would you say, so I want to get to the coaching, would you say Buffini has like always been your game plan or describe your business approach? What have you done? What's worked? Uh, I'm a networker by trade. I mean, talking to people, being in front of them um, is the way I'm best communicating. I'm not a great converter um, 
and haven't ever liked the the cold leads that I get from, you know, Zillow or whatever. And so I've not ever gone down that path. Um, and so Buffini fit right into who I was and uh, who I am and how I like to work. And so I like to work with people that I know and um, and I'm I'm able to um, connect with people pretty quickly. And so I would make me think that always made me think I could be a converter. Um, but it's just not who I am. And so, yeah, Buffini fit right into what I liked. And so I just went down that path. Have you played it by the book, Coles Notes, Popeyes, client parties, or what, what have you done and executed right over the years? Um, a little of everything. I mean, I'm definitely not perfect at calls, um, and notes. I, um, once I had, had an assistant, I was much better at notes because that was something I could put on. Systematize? Systematize and put on their plate to, hey, you put these notes on my desk and I'll get them done. Okay, you're writing the notes, though. Yes, I am writing the notes. They're They're just addressing it. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. And then you got this pile of notes that you have to get done? Yep, yep. And so, um, and so that was very, yeah, systematizing things is something that I feel like I did well. I hired an assistant very early. When? Um, great question. I don't remember. But it was only a year or two after I started being my own agent. Hmm. Back um, then, that was unique. Yeah, it was probably when I hit about 25 transactions. Okay. Um, and it was part-time, um, and... Uh, which was what I needed just to do some of that stuff. I mean, it was just the stuff I wasn't getting done or I was trying to do at nine o'clock at night and just needed to have more balance uh, than that. And so, um, so yeah, hiring an assistant, hands down, one of the best decisions I've ever made and continuing to have an assistant throughout. So do you have guidance on that? Like uh, I'm, an, I'm an agent, I'm in my second, third year or whatever, I'm starting to, is there a benchmark for when you would suggest someone gets admin support? I think it really has to do, I mean, when you're hitting 20 to 25 transactions, I feel like you really need to think about having an assistant because um, you need to make sure that you are doing what your highest and best use of time is. And that's what the kind of the threshold was for me. Um, My highest and best use of time was not doing the admin, was not doing I can do it. Uh, I'm somewhat of a perfectionist and wanted to do it my way. And so I've had to, you know, grow in giving that stuff up. Um, but, uh, but my highest and best use of time is talking to people and being in front of people. And so if I have too much on my plate to do administratively, um, then I'm not getting done what I need to get done. And what is your... You said your highest and best use of time is talking to people? Yes, yeah, being in front of people, being face-to-face, um, uh, doing lunches, doing coffees, that kind of stuff. So you've had a few chapters on the admin and team side, though, over the years. Absolutely. You've had admin yeah. for quite some time. You've had people come and go, which is always part of the deal. It's something our, our agents struggle with, right? Because yeah. Yeah. hiring, training, and retaining is a challenge. You've also had agents come on board and then that some of them didn't work out and today where you're at is uh you and you and Bretta are I mean she's been with you for a few years now yeah. and she's stepping into the selling space yep. while doing admin for you and yeah yeah I went through several um admins <clears throat> sorry getting choked up about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I just swallowed wrong I've noticed you try drink that water like six times but you can never get there I know <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta take a drink 
Um, yeah, I've had several different um, administrative people. I tried to step into the buyer agent, um, you know, place. Like have a buyer's agent. Yeah, and I just wasn't great at managing that person and their time and their expectations and my expectations um, and communicating that. And so <clears throat> over the years, over the years that Brett has been here, uh, we kind of took her at a little slower pace. And so she got her licensed and became a licensed assistant. Um, that was that was huge, just being able to have somebody that I could have go show properties or meet with a seller to sign papers or uh, anything like that. Um, and over the last few years, she's worked her way out of the admin and into just a buyer's agent role. Um, and so that's what she's doing now. What's your plan on the admin side moving forward then? Uh, hiring another one. So uh, okay. I do have somebody in mind that I'm going to talk to next week and hopefully give them a job offer that they will take. So another, <laughs> another chapter coming. Yes. And that person also wants to be a real estate agent. And so I know that going into it, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it fits, I mean, it fits where I'm at. And so I want to be able to give more and more uh, clients away uh, to Breda and maybe this other person. Um, and so just so that I have more time to do other things, which we'll get into. Well, I mean, we can, we can get there now. It's, it's, you're in an interesting place because you, again, you've got a lot of years. How many years now? 20, 24, 24 years in the business. Yes. You started when you were pretty young. I mean, yeah, you're I was not 20, quite out of college, but yeah, I was 23. Yeah. Um, a lot of years of the admin, the backstage, um, multiple hats along the way, learn the reps basically both in other sales, but also just like the technical side of this business. Right. And you've always been strong on the technical side. Like you're very into the data. You're into yeah. the numbers and the details. Yes. High fact yeah, finder. Yes. High fact finder. Um, you've been a broker. We haven't touched on that yet, but throughout all this, you're, you're getting your reps in by not just dealing with your sales, but also helping everybody else through theirs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And along the way, you're building an investment portfolio, which is the game. Like that's that's sort of the uh, the roadmap that we would advise, right? Right. Like as soon as you can, start that game and do it smart and don't over leverage. Right. Um, the sooner you can do that, the better. And so here you are 20 something years into this and where you guys find yourself, I don't want to speak out of turn, but is you're in a place where... I mean, financially, you're still putting money away and you're still building your portfolio, but you're starting to, uh, can I say, live the good life a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I would actually step back to 2012. Um, when I look back, 2012 was the year where I kind of made a decision and said, okay, I, I, I like to travel. I'm going to take 12 trips this year. 12 trips? 2012. They can be overnight trips. They can be... Um, you know, week-long trips, whatever it is, the trip itself. And so uh, at that time, uh, my father, my husband's uh, dad had a lake house, so we would sometimes go up there. Uh, we would take a Valentine's Day trip, you know, overnight somewhere to a water park. That was always a thing so we these did. These aren't like and big trips. These no, are no, just no. little rewards along the way. Little rewards. Once a month, we're going to get away, get a night away. And I, and I think that did a lot of good uh, for me and my mindset and yeah. just, you know, because when you're doing this business, 
it's so easy to just get busy and not take a day off. Um, and, and I just, I needed to stop that trend because I'm, I'm a worker. I, I don't know how to sit still. Mm. Um, I'm going to find something to do if, if I'm not working. And so even at home, I mean, I'm going to be working in the yard. I'm going to be cleaning the house or whatever. I'm not sitting still very often. And so, um, so yeah, 2012, I remember talking to my coach about that and we were going to make that happen. And so we did. Um, and you know, we went to Minneapolis, we did Kansas city, we did lots of little, little one or two night things. Um, we have a timeshare in winter park. So we always take a week long ski trip. Uh, that was part of it. And then we usually do some sort of a anniversary trip uh, for a week as well. So I think I had two week long trips and the rest of them were one or two nights. Um, but it, it made a difference and I have continued that over the last 10 years. It made a difference. How, why? Uh, just in filling myself, mm-hmm. you know, doing the things I love on those trips. I take pictures, I do photography. That's something that fills me up. Um, I wasn't doing enough of that, mm. of the things that fill me up prior to that time. And so that was kind of a turning point just to say, okay, I, this is how I'm going to find balance. I'm going to, uh, strategically make time for the things that I love to do, um, whether it's skiing or photography or traveling or whatever. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so that started in 2012. And you're still in, in a way, I mean, now longer trips, <coughs> yeah. dare I say. <laughs> yeah, uh, this year especially. <laughs> yeah, well, so somewhere along the line, you guys buy a place in Puerto Rico. So you've got a, a timeshare, you've... So it, um, the, the way that all worked is... Uh, in 2000, I think 14 or 15, we actually ended up buying the lake house uh, from his parents because they in Okoboji. Okay. Uh, because they were going to retire in uh, Texas. That was a good time to buy a lake house. Yes, it was. <laughs> that that's got to have done well for you. Yeah, yeah, it's wow. done good. So we rent it out for the most part during the summer, uh, and then we use it a week in the spring, a week in the fall. Sometimes we'll go up in the winter, um, but it's it's northeast Iowa. It's it's flipping cold in the winter. So, um, but, and so at some point we start thinking about buying a vacation property in Florida. Okay. Um, and so we, we visit Siesta Key, uh, Sanibel, we have friends that live in Naples, um, all these different places and we love it. Um, but it's also just so expensive and, um, back then even, you know, and, um, and at the time, we weren't ready to shell out quite as much as they wanted. And, you know, obviously that's gone up. And so we started looking at Puerto Rico because, A, it's easy to get to. Um, it's, they use U.S. dollars. They, uh, at least half of them speak English um, well enough to get by. Um, they speak English better than I speak Spanish. Uh, that's for sure. And, um, and there, there are some tax benefits if uh, in the future sometime we were able to um, export services in some way. There's some tax benefits for corporations that do that. So, yeah, leave it to you two to be pretty strategic about yeah, figuring out CPA, your money and your tax havens. Yeah, CPA and a realtor. <laughs> and, um, and so we start looking at Puerto Rico in about 2018. Uh, we took a trip there um, and loved it. And so then we, uh, every year... Twice a year, actually, we went back um, to just look at different spots around the island. And uh, in 2019, we found the place 
that we have now. It seems like you'd need to take your time doing something like that. You'd hate to go buy something in a, on an island that you've spent one week on and yeah. then regret where. Although people do it. So. You took your time, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we did. And we, we really thought we wanted to be on the east side of the island, and we ended up buying on the west side and um, for different reasons. Uh, we're in a little town that has a... Uh, some running trails and a bike path mm. and great beaches and so. So going there several times a year now yeah. is your little reward along the way or uh, how do you view this now? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a second home. I mean, it, mm. and we are using it as an Airbnb. Uh, we rent out by the week and, um, uh, but it's, but it's a second home and we want to spend more time there as time goes on. You like completely unplugged when you're there? No, no. No, they actually have better internet than we have here, <laughs> which is amazing to me. I, I didn't mean from an infrastructure perspective. I thought maybe like intentionally you oh, would just turn your no, phone off. No, it's actually, um, I've been trying to see if I can be there. Do your business do from there. Work. Yeah. Wow. So I did. I, I mean, I spent three weeks there in January, January, first week of February. And, and, um, and it was, and it worked fine. I mean, if you ask Brad, she might disagree. Because she did yeah, work Yeah, she's got to deal with the implications <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah, yeah. And so we still, I mean, I have some things to work out and how that looks. But um, I uh, hate the cold. And so being there in January and February is really good for me and my soul and my joints. And um, yeah. And so, um, so, yeah, if there's a way I can make that work, then that's great. Uh, we've made some great friends down there um, mm. that uh, have similar worldviews and uh, hobbies uh, with, these are locals Animals. or like Americans? Uh, both. I'm getting it there. I'm trying to move our mic. <clears throat> <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's pretty cool, right? I, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking back to the whole story. There's nothing. I don't, I don't see you inventing the iPhone anywhere in your story, <laughs> no, right? No. <laughs> um, pretty humble beginnings. Yeah. Um, a very diligent, I would say, intentional plan along the way. I mean, that you guys started investing when you did that. You figured out how to do it by contract, contract sales along yeah. when there was not much cash to right. make the purchases. Yeah. Um, hat off to you guys on that. But you really stuck with your game plan on the investment side. Um, and it sounds like the same on your, your real estate sales. There's nothing flashy. There's nothing fancy. You just executed the Buffini system, grew slowly but surely over time. Most of your business today, fair to say, just by referral. Yeah, uh, over eighty, over eighty-five percent of my business is by referral. You've learned along the way, like bumped your shins a couple times on team and admin, and I mean that's just part of the deal. Yeah. But what's super cool about where you are is, I think most people, well, Tammy, uh, little Tammy, I still think of you sometimes as little Tammy when you get <laughs> angry. Tammy. Well, because I see my this face is gets terrible. all red. I, I can't believe I'm saying this on a recording. <laughs> <clears throat> some people you can just see the 10 year old version of them come out sometimes when you get angry and your cheeks turn red like that. I see a 10 year old that wants to stomp her feet. Oh yes. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah. It, 10 year old I, Tammy probably wouldn't have imagined being where you are today or would you have? Um, probably not. I, I am. I honestly have not been, I mean, growing up, I was not good at talking in front of people. Mm. Uh, I was pretty, I was actually, fairly shy. Um, I still made friends easily, but, um, but just wasn't as outgoing as I probably am now. Uh, and I think I've grown into that, uh, partly because of this role. I mean, you know, you keep inviting new agents to the company, you have to learn to meet new people and yeah. 
Well, you uh, had to put up with me. Well, yes, so I did. You learned a lot there. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean all sorts, right? And we yeah. and we start with failed civilians. These are these are the people yes. that quit their jobs to come do this crazy right? gig. Right. That's right. No, I, I <clears throat> the reason I'm I'm pointing that out maybe is because I, I do think people lack foresight or the imagination to see what 25 years of diligence can produce and to own a second home to be in a place where financially you guys own the investments that you do and Mm -hmm. to have built a real estate business that largely i mean you're trying to figure out how to do it from another can i is another country is technically not another country from an island i'm gonna call it another from an island (laughs) real estate from an island that's good enough yeah, that's, um, I think it's beyond most people's imagination. And it's really not that hard. It's you got to generate a business plan that produces leads. Yep. You got to take care of people to get referrals churning. And then you got to make sure you're tabling money along the way, reinvesting back in, bumping your shins along the way, yeah. which is what you did, yep. but investing the cash into assets that long term appreciate. And that's the whole game. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and just being smart about that stuff. I mean, I've I've I did grow up in a in a family that was pretty frugal, um, that and helps. so I learned that. Um, and and so investing wisely now um, is a result of my upbringing. You started early on investing wisely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first house I bought, I rented out two rooms and uh, two friends, and yeah. um, and so same same idea. I heard it said the other day, I don't know if there's any truth to it. It was some investment guru or heck, it may have been Buffett or someone like that. I need to Mm -hmm. go look it up. That it's harder today for young people to build wealth than it was 20 or 40 years ago, just given the state of things. I could see that being true. And yet the same fundamentals apply. Like it might be harder, but you either do or don't start saving. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, well, I think it's really cool where you're at. I do think you still need to be around, please, because yep. we do need our Ames broker. Yeah. I, t- I told you I can't stop working. I, I have to do something. And I really do enjoy being the broker. I mean, I think I, I'm a problem solver. That's something I've always been good at when I was a kid. I loved the logic problems, you know, the crossword. I mean, any Again, thing like that. all the stuff I hated. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Yeah. And, but I like that in real estate too, you know? So when somebody calls me and says, Hey, I have this situation, that's just me. My wheels are turning and I'm like, okay, how can we solve this? So it's a win-win situation. I find it's funner to funner. funner? It's more (laughs) terrible. (laughs) It's much more fun to help others solve the problem that they're like covered in all the muck and the mud to step in and help. Right. Yeah, because I don't have to be the emotional. Yeah, I don't have to deal with the emotional burden of that, um, where they are dealing with that part of it, and I can just be part of the solution. Yeah. and and I do. I really enjoy that part of it. Good. We'll keep doing that. Okay. <clears throat> um, don't spend too much time in Puerto Rico. I I just realized I didn't even get to this overflow thing, and so let's take a few minutes on this. So somewhere, oh, yeah. like yeah. you, you got a whole bunch of chapters, right? Because somewhere along the line as well, you guys start something. Well, and we're involved in that a little bit. You yeah. leftovers, yeah, is what it was originally yeah, called. Yeah, 2012, uh, we started leftovers, and it was a result of um, our rentals producing. Junk. stuff left over <laughs> when people moved or got evicted or whatever the reason might be. 
And so we had a space. Uh, you guys were starting Orphans of Tesso mm-hmm. around that time, starting to work with Children's Hope Chest. And, um, and so we said, okay, let's take this, these little tyke toys and these Ugg boots and these dishes and put it in this space that we have in the commercial building in Nevada. Mm-hmm. And let's just have a sale once a month. I forget. Didn't we all own that property? Who owned that property? No, we just, we owned that you property. You guys did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and yeah. And so we had a sale once a month and then we made, you know, two or $300 and we would sponsor one of the kids. Yeah. So then we would add and we would do another sale. We would make more money. We would add another kid. And so, um, and I kept thinking about how can I make this bigger and better because this isn't sustainable mm. um, because it was me and Chris and maybe our a connection side, group. A side hustle at yeah, that point. Doing, like, you know, we weren't even pricing things. We were saying pay whatever you think it's worth, mm. you know? And so um, we said, how can we make this better? So I kept looking at spaces and aims. Uh, a friend of mine, well, Dean Jensen, mm-hmm. uh, who was an agent at the time uh, with us, uh, actually introduced me to uh, Mike, um, and then through him I met Kathy, and the three of us all had kind of a similar vision and came at it from different ways, uh, and we started Overflow Thrift Store Names. I remember sitting with them and building out, like, the board papers and officializing yeah. the whole thing. It yeah. was kind of kind of cool to watch that progress. Yeah, the first year we were under another nonprofit um, that was through you and Joe somehow affiliated uh, yeah, something like it's that. a long time ago. Yeah. I just remember being involved, and it's it's super cool to see what that's become. So, so oh, yeah. today, Leftovers is Overflow. Correct. Much better name. Yeah, Overflow Thrift Store. And, and tell us, for, a lot of people don't know, what's Overflow? Yeah, um, it's a community-based uh, thrift store um, that basically is um, trying to pull people together uh, to process all this stuff that we get, uh, and we give money away to organizations. What's the need. stuff that you get? So everything from furniture to clothing to shoes. I mean, it's a it's a normal thrift store that you would think of if you thought of Goodwill or Salvation Army. So Ames community members are donating their stuff. Yep, Ames Ames people for the most part. Some Nevada and Boone will bring their stuff over. You're processing that, and then you've got a how big is your? It's like a retail. So like, we started as like it was about nine thousand square feet. Uh, we quickly grew into another three thousand square feet of the same building that we were able to take over. So we have 12,000 square feet at one building. And then in 2020, at the very beginning of the year, right before COVID, mm. uh, we actually signed a lease for another uh, another 11,000 square feet. Where's that? Uh, in South Ames, just okay. south of Lowe's. Okay. Um, it was the old bread store, if okay. you remember yeah. that. And so we basically said, okay, we are getting too much stuff. And so we need more space. We didn't have the capacity to build at that time. And so uh, we rented this space in South Ames and we made that our household and furniture mm. uh, location. And the North store kind of became the clothing Got and it. shoes and linens and toys and books. So you've got, um, do you have some employees now yep. as part of the... We started with one. We now have 16, 15 or 16 employees. Mostly volunteers. Uh, those are all paid staff. Oh, wow. Uh, and then we have about 100... Uh, regular, um, maybe 120 regular volunteers that come in on a weekly basis. They're working the retail store or sorting stuff. They're sorting or... stuff. They a lot of them have a specialty that they really like. So we okay. have you know a lady who really likes linens. Uh, we have somebody who likes jewelry. You know, and they kind of worked mm-hmm. the area that they really like. Um, I did the book, the library for a long time. I liked looking at books. I like 
sorting books. And so, um, shaking my head. Yeah. Yeah. I don't read them. I scam, <laughs> scam them. <laughs> so you, uh, you guys are doing, it's, it's not a small operation anymore. No, it's not. Um, and you're, have, there's three of you on, on this board. There's actually five now. Managing the yep. whole process. Yep. There's okay. five people on the board. Uh, we are trying to add a couple more board members, uh, so that those of us that have been there the whole time can actually mm. rotate off at some point, uh, and, Pass the baton. And the pros, proceeds of this, non it's a nonprofit. Yep. And the yep. proceeds are going to a whole bunch of different places. I know that Orphans of Tesso is yeah. one of the larger recipients. Yeah. Uh, we have four main ones that we support. So uh, we sponsor 20 kids mm -hmm. uh, in Uganda. Um, Life to Life Africa is in Zimbabwe. Um, that's the one that Mike is actually connected to. Um, uh, UCI is actually in Haiti, uh, which is what Kathy was connected to. Mm. And then we got connected to Wings of Refuge in Ames, which helps women get out of uh, sex trafficking. Mm. And so those are our four main uh, ministries that we support. And then we also have um, about seven other ministries that we support. Uh, there's a couple in Ames that are helping men and women who come out of prison get reacquainted. Mm. YSS, uh, we have a partnership with them uh, to help them get people stuff if they've been displaced or are getting back on their feet from different situations. Um, Boys and Girls Club, um, uh, Mission Starfish Haiti. I know mm. some of our people are familiar with that. Um, and there's a couple others as well that we support. So Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, I, is it appropriate to ask numbers? Like how much, sure. how much money is being generated and uh, distributed uh, annually? Yeah, um, we have grown that every year. I mean, the first year, I think we gave $30,000 away. Uh, and last year, uh, we gave just over $100,000 away. So, um, uh, yeah, we will we will pass the uh, half million dollar of contributions yeah. uh, given away uh, this month, I think. All so. from people's leftovers. Yes. But that was where the name first the, name the came overflow from, from yeah. the overflow of our yes. excess and our hearts. Yes. Yeah, it's it's incredibly cool. Um, I do remember when that was featured as one of the stories in our more than more yeah. podcast. Yeah. But uh, that real estate created both the context, the real estate, the connections to and then the time, you know, that you yeah. could invest your time to go and build that while doing everything else you do. Yeah is one of the things that makes what we do so cool. Yeah. Yeah. And we're, I mean, we're just, um, one of the things we probably haven't done great at is tracking some things. And so we're getting better at that. And so trying to go back and look at how many hours I've put into that, <laughs> you know, over the last eight years, uh, that that's been, yeah, it's been well over a thousand, um, you know, hours that have been put into that and probably less, you know, in the, in the most recent years because we have such a good staff team mm -hmm. and, uh, volunteer base that make that happen so yeah that's been incredibly fun to watch grow and develop and become and i'm sure there's many more years of that and one day you'll yeah. be done with it because you'll just be sitting drinking scotch in puerto rico yeah pina coladas pina, sorry <laughs> um, but that stuff like that can be can continue right, right. that's a that's a legacy it's really, really fun. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's been my goal from the beginning is to make it sustainable. Uh, mm. So that once I, you know, am gone, that it continues on. So that's overflow. Yeah. That's a, an incredibly cool success story. Um, I drive by it all the time. I haven't been in there a while. I know my wife volunteers yeah. from time to time. Yeah. 
Um, I feel like we owe you that much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you are sponsoring a lot of our kids. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, uh, that's really good. So maybe, maybe in wrapping up, I, I have some questions for you more just like 50,000 feet. Okay. Well, just because of your purview. So um, you've been a lot of places, seen a lot of things, been a lot of hats inside the company. Um, I guess I'm curious on your take on, well, what we've done right throughout all that period of time. Because, um, again, you've, you've been around the whole time. And so it's more of like a what makes us us question. You, you, can you answer that? Does yeah. That make- yeah. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is that we've really been focused on the relationships mm-hmm. and not the transactions and uh, as much. I mean, obviously, you have to have transactions to make ends meet. But, um, but being focused on the relationship and the person um, versus the mentality of being focused on transactions mm-hmm. and which is funny because earlier we were talking about how I, I count transactions. I don't count how much I do in sales, but um, I think that's what we're trying to touch on at the awards banquet. Like you, you can't get away from the fact that we are a sales organization Yeah, and we, and we, it's more about how many people am I helping this year? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily how many transactions I'm doing. And um, that's, that's the goal. I want to be helping people mm-hmm. with their real estate. You've seen a lot of change over the years. Do you ever uh, reminisce about the old days? The old days when we had a legal-sized folder with red, rainbow-colored paper clips? Well, like you said, change is hard. But <laughs> also, like back then, if you think back, I mean, I don't look back and, and miss it. I, I see this beautiful journey, and I look forward to new chapters to come. It is interesting, the complexity of this team now, six, seven, eight, nine offices were spread all over the state. Um, it was, it was a little simpler back then. Yeah, it was a little simpler. I mean, I do think it has increased our capability. You know, the technology that we have today that we couldn't have even thought of, Yeah. you know, in I can sell houses from Puerto Rico. Yeah. Yeah. You would have never thought that, mm. you know, and, um, and so just the capabilities that we have now, I mean, are awesome. And yeah, you know, I, I still struggle with change, not as near, not near as much as I used to. Um, I can get myself over that a little bit quicker these days, but. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, even thinking about Puerto Rico is hard, you know, if you ask my husband. <laughs> so. Well, if there's, there's one thing that's sure is um, there's more change coming, right? Yeah. And I'm guessing as we get older and older, it's going to be harder and harder to yeah. embrace. Yeah. Selling real estate in the metaverse is not something I am interested in entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I think I might join you I, in Puerto Rico at yeah, that point. Yeah. Um, what's your, I don't want to get too specific on this, but like do you, we build these businesses as a means to an end. You've obviously done some really cool stuff along the way. I love the whole um, 2012, 12 trips thing. Like figure out what matters to you because if this is the end, if, if like you're doing this just to sell houses, you're missing life. Right. Right. So I love that you did that. I, I guess, is there a exit strategy for you then as you think about the future or how do you see this or do you, you keep selling real estate from Puerto Rico? I will not be a 70 year old real estate agent trying to keep up with. We can keep your old photos. Yeah. (laughs) Apparently that's acceptable. Yeah. Um, No, I do see myself um, phasing out of the selling side of it and just referring more and more. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I do like doing some transactions. So I don't, I don't know that I'm quite ready to 
you know, hand them all over. But I mean, that's why I want that assistant. That's why I wanted build Greta. out the team. Yeah, yeah, because then I can refer more and more of those things. Um, and it's I, it's hard for me to delegate some of that stuff, especially when it's a, you know, close someone that's close to me or something like that. Um, and so it'll probably take a little time, a little work for me to uh, be okay referring everything. Um, but I think that's the direction that I'm headed. Uh, because I, I can do, I can still help people. Uh, I can still solve problems. Yeah. I can, uh, I love the statistics. I mean, I love doing the market updates, um, numbers. I love that stuff. And so there are lots of things I can still do. And so I will continue to be busy with real estate or with something, um, as time goes on, even if I'm not selling, but yeah, it's another thing I love about this gig is there's a lot of different ways you can be involved in yeah. in, re, in the real estate industry and space. And increasingly with technology, we can stay right. close even by being far away. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Do you still, by the way, totally unrelated, you were talking about data. Do you still use your old uh, pricing CMA spreadsheet? Um, no. Tammy's I do have my own estimate of proceeds okay. spreadsheet. You're famous for that. Like you take the spreadsheets and add 50,000 additional yes. lines to them because the details aren't enough. And I have my own absorption analysis. Oh, really? Sheet. You modified that too? Yes. If anybody wants hyper-technical <laughs> pricing analysis tools, uh, Tammy's your gal. Yes. So. Yes. Um, well, I think we Just should wrap. Um, we're at like, we're what, almost 70 minutes, but uh, this is very natural. We could talk forever. Uh Super easy, right? Right. Um, I'll close with this. You, uh, you've been a good big sister. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for teaching me the ropes early on. <laughs> Putting up with me when I was... Uh, uh, college punk. A, a college... Well, that's one way to put it. <laughs> I would say just a young man becoming. Um, <clears throat> but no, it's, it's been fun to both be on this journey with you as you've helped us build what we've got here, right? We've, I think we've got something really cool. I think being at that awards banquet on Friday was just so fun again to see all these faces and people be a yeah. part of what we're yeah. doing. Yeah, it was a good event. But it's been fun to watch you too build your thing um, in tandem. Thanks. And so you've got, uh, you guys have done a good job positioning yourself to go live the good life. It's, I, I, just, I wrote that down earlier. I'm, I, end of Buffini's emails. Yeah. It's yeah, always, it's always it, live the good life. It's a good life, right? Yeah. And I think that's exactly right. I think it's not that complicated or flashy if you do right by people and you build it system and you have a plan. Yeah, um, you and can it's a flexible plan. I mean, because you don't ever know what yes God's going to throw your way. And uh, well, you thought you were going to be like I mean, I thought a few years. Yeah, forty five was kind of a, and then it was you know now it's fifty. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, so. but I think as you as you plan to exit, you and you, but you realize, hold on, I can still be involved and and have both. Right, like I can yeah. spend time in Puerto Rico. I can be here. I can be a broker. I can. I can't sit on the beach for eight hours. A exactly. Day. I mean, I have to be doing something. And so, you know, even when I'm in Puerto Rico, I'm helping uh, my friend who has a dog rescue. You know, mm. I'm helping paint their house, or yeah, we're doing stuff and. Um, I'm going to be the same way even when I retire. When I retire. Those are big, scary words. Yeah. But uh, you're, <laughs> well on your, you're well on your way. I suppose you probably could whenever you want. And that is a cool success story. So, yeah. And Thanks. you made a big impact along the way. So we'll, uh, we'll close out with It's a Good Life. It's a salty good life. There, How about oh, that? 
Perfect. Look <laughs> at you. I think uh, I think that's all we've got for today. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com. 